It reminds me of when we were little. Like, did you ever pretend that you were on like a cooking show or something when you were making your beetle soup? No. God damn. Okay, that's just me. Yeah, it was just clearly like, that makes a lot of sense. Why we have a video camera here, yeah. and there's things. It's the being whole recorded. reason I'm here today. <laughs> oh my god, how weird is that? I think I'm learning something about myself. I think you are too, or discovering some deep yeah. fucking seated need to be famous. I always knew I was going to be a star. A star one day. <laughs> someday. <laughs> someday I'll sit in a shed with my best friend and talk about murder. That's all I could ever ask for in life. It's you literally know? all I've ever wanted to do. Well, it's what we do, and I'm so excited. And you mm-hmm. know what's crazy is like, so there's no plans to end the podcast, right? It's like in a go forever and to the foreseeable future until like cancel culture finds us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, until someone is like, wow, <laughs> yeah, super offensive. Yeah, like how, how did you guys slip through? It's like all when the cracks? you move the couch and there's just all the shit under there, it's and like you're a fucking like, dead cat under the there. Fuck? That's us. We're the yeah. dead cat. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, this is a health hazard. That's Everyone's our like, podcast. How long has this been here? <laughs> oh, for years, man. For years. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, dear God. Okay, so now that we have taken this wildly out of control, Mm -hmm. as usual. Do you want to give me your goddamn? Sure. So. Sure. 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 Well, Mm -hmm. I just came from Mm T-Ball right now. Yeah, it's late. It's fucking late. And these bitches had a game on a Thursday night. On a Thursday. At 6.30 they're all, they're three to six years old. Dude, I don't know what time bedtime is in your house. ever. Oh, 7.30. Like, fucking why I would be still at T-Ball? Mm-mm. Yeah. Bedtime. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Bedtime in our house is eight. Mm-hmm. Fucking the game didn't end until 7.45. But that's not even the whole thing here. We get there. We are promised ice cream. Because it's a fucking ice cream social or some shit. I don't know what it was, but the league was like, yo, we're going to have ice cream free for the kids from 5 to 6. And I was like, cool. Game's at 6.30. We're going to get there at 5.30. We're going to have ice cream. We got all the parents. And we, by that, I mean we text them. We're like, yo, there's ice cream. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we were going to meet there beforehand. Everybody's going to have ice cream. It's going to be great. So nobody was bringing snacks today because we're going to have ice, ice cream, cream before. And it's going to be like bedtime by the time they're done. Exactly. So we get there. 5.30. Fucking no ice cream in sight. No one's around. That's weird. And Brandon was like, where's ice cream? Well, some guy was like, oh, you didn't get ice cream. They stopped doing it. It was at five. And I was like, that's weird. But like, I heard it was from five to six. But okay, it's only 530. Fine. Whatever. So then Brandon had to leave because he forgot my kid's glove and hat. So he had to go. You know, all the things you need. All the things you need for T-ball. Like the two most important things. Yeah. So he had to go back home and then he came back. So he had like dropped us off at the field and was like, fuck. Left, came back, and then he was like, yo, where's the ice cream at? And I was like, it's gone. It's not here. And I was there with another dad who I'm friends with. And Mm so we were both like, I don't know, man. With our powers combined, there's no fucking ice cream. Yeah. They're going to be severely disappointed if you told them that there would be ice cream. Meltdowns. All all the kids knew. All the kids knew there was fucking ice cream. I hate that. But also, all of our parents or our our team are always fucking late. Like, games at 6.30, we'll be there at 6.45. Oh, shit. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably like 6.35. But always fucking still so we're like that's fucking weird and then some guy or brandon (laughs) that was weird (laughs) some guy guy my fucking guy be exact shares a house with me yeah (laughs) he came over and he's like yo they just called me or they Mm -hmm. just text me like that there was ice cream like go get it and i was like okay so me and another friend who i am also friends with went up to the snack bar and waited in a long ass fucking line finally get up there and she was like 
hey, who, where's the ice cream? Like, yeah. I heard there would be ice cream, and they were like, I don't even know who's doing it. Oh, my God. Oh, no, they stopped. They stopped, like, five minutes ago. Like, <gasps> motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Motherfuckers. So there's no ice cream at this point, right? What does that mean they stopped? Does it mean they don't have any more ice cream, or the bitch doesn't want to reach in the freezer and grab one for you? I think the bitch doesn't want to reach in the freezer and grab one. So I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to have a fucking bunch of angry kids. Also, yeah. it is not quite six yet. You have severely broken the rules, right? Yeah. Like, you did not hold up your end of the bargain here, no. motherfucker. And they're the worst. Like, I'm not going to name names, but this fucking league mm-hmm. sucks. Ugh, like, can you just sucks. not promise these things? Yeah. So then I'm not disappointed in you. Seriously. So then the other another coach comes over and he's like, yo, are you guys playing right now? We're like, well, I mean, soon. The game's yeah. at, he's like, are you guys playing at six? And I was like, nah, game's at 630. And Brandon yelled, yeah. Because he was like, the game's around six, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, well, no one's there. It was six now. Mm-hmm. He thought the game starts at six. All of our parents think the game starts at 630. Oh, God. So I look at the schedule. It is 630. We were right. We oh, are good. correct. But also, all my parents are always late. His entire fucking team is there at six. Oh, no. Because they think the game's at six. And they're like, can we just start now? I'm like, we have three kids here. Yeah. No, we can't. <laughs> like, Everybody's going to show up and be like, the fuck do you like, want me to do, over. right? Yeah. So then it's no, just. you should start at 630. You got to fucking hang out, dude. Try yeah. to get some ice cream. Let me know if you find some. Right? Well, yeah. they all got ice cream, apparently. <gasps> I don't know how they all got ice cream, but they're all fucking hopped up on ice cream. They're doing like suicides and shit. Again, oh, three to six year olds. And yeah. my kid's like, I just want fucking ice cream. And I'm like, I'm sorry for disappointing you. Yeah. I Like, that just fucking sucks. So Seriously. then we're like, I don't know. After the game, we'll get ice cream you know to my yeah, kid yeah like, yeah Let me i make guess it up we'll do this right yeah so then the fucking game happens eventually because all of our parents show up around like 6 30 <laughs> and we text like hey if anyone can come here early or or if someone's already here because there was a closing specials and all that shit so then everybody finally comes whatever half the kids aren't there because again team is just over a it at mess. this point yeah game ends all the kids are now looking at me the team mom like mm-hmm. yo bitch where's my snack yeah oh no and i was like we don't have snacks because you were supposed to get ice cream. Yeah. And they're like, where is my ice cream? So I had 12 little angry fucking children mm-hmm. all looking at me like, where's my snacks? Where's my fucking ice cream? Where's all these things that I'm promised? And none of the other parents are like, I don't know, helping me to mitigate this problem or anything. Yeah. Or being like, we'll get ice cream at home. Or Nothing. Like, no Everyone's snacks just, today. That's okay, though. You did great. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Everyone's just looking at me like, yeah, bitch, where are they? And I'm like, I didn't want to pay for more snacks for your fucking kids. Do you have to always bring snacks? No, I made everybody sign up for it. But then this random ass games on a Thursday that no one knew about. They like added it to the schedule. So then no one had snacks for this Mm. game. It was like a week ago. And I was like, whatever, they'll have fucking ice cream first. So I'm not going to assign someone. Yeah, it'll be fine. Wasn't fucking fine. It's a really lame goddamn. But Jesus Christ, it's just I almost said disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. Despicable. What have they done? It's very first world. But I'm just annoyed. Oh, annoyed. And then I had 12 little fucking kids being like where's all my shit and I was like I can't help you I'm sorry that happened to us one game but it was like a a mom just didn't bring it and like I knew who the mom was (gasps) but they didn't but they had brought it like two or three weeks before thinking that they're like I guess was but there were two moms then that had it. And that the lady who didn't bring it the the like appropriate time at the right time, she just gave hers out. And so the other lady was like, oh, I guess we accidentally like doubled up and she didn't give hers out. So you would think if it were me, I would go find that lady on the schedule and I'd be like, I'll get her next one. I'll bring shit just in case. Or I'll talk to her and be like, hey, looks like we swapped or whatever. Just so you know, don't bring it on this day. None of that happened. So then when that lady's day came around, there's just no snacks. The amount of fucking meltdowns and crying and everybody was so sad. It broke my heart. My little son was looking at me and he's just like, why didn't we get a snack? Like, yeah, all sad. that's and I'm the, just the like, only part that they play for. I know. I'm they like, oh, my God. And they Thanks, look at Mom. me. 
Like, yeah. you should have told me. I would have brought him a fucking snack. I got way better snacks. <sighs> yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. And then all the parents just look at you like, you'll handle this shit, right? And I'm mm. like, you know your kid is crying right now, Like, right? you should come handle that. See, our parents, they're, all of the parents on my son's league were, like, all a lot involved. Like, there wasn't just one like, team too much. mom. There was a team mom, but, like, I don't think she was the one in the actual dugout. Yeah. It was like other moms stepped up. It was never me. I'm the team mom. I know. That's hard. And I got one person to step up because I was like, she's my friend. And I was like, yo, bitch, you're you in gotta here help. with me. Yeah, don't yeah. make me do this alone. Don't make me do this alone. Help. Do you guys want to use my address next year? <laughs> <laughs> I need three proofs of fucking address. <laughs> I can supply all three. I can supply three. <laughs> I have those. Well, fuck, man. That sucks. Yeah. So it's a very first world fucking problem and all that. Well, which all, all of our of problems my, are yeah. first world problems. All, we live in a first world are. country. Yeah, but I'm kind of <laughs> for now. <laughs> <a little> sketchy. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, on its way for now. It's, it's on its way down. Um, do you want to hear my goddamn? I would love to. So everybody knows I got Chip and the this, Yeah, Maybe. the dog. And this week, I guess every, if you're new here, I got a dog. Her name is Chip. She's cute. As uh, fuck. Uh-huh. And she's only like 10 weeks old or something like that. And this week, while I go to work, because I have to go to work two days a week, uh, mm-hmm. we were putting her in the kennel, right, to keep her safe. And the first week we had her, my mom came one day and like let her out of the kennel so she could hang out. The second day, you guys had come back from your trip. And so Brandon came and got the dogs and let Chip out. And so this was the first full week of the dog being in the kennel, like for two whole days back to back. Mm -hmm. And we started putting her in the kennel at night. Mm -hmm. So a lot of kennel action for Chip. Yeah. Now at nighttime, fucking disaster. Like that. I mean, screaming. She, yeah, she cries a lot at first, but she does settle down. And then she woke up pretty early to go or whatever so not a total disaster but like girl i want sleep right mm-hmm. yeah okay so been then a minute since you had a puppy exactly puppies are fucking rough right and then um i went to work put her in the kennel whatever left the moment i was leaving she was yelping Aww. so loud and i felt so bad i'm like oh girl i know one day she'll love it because mm-hmm. chelsea loves it now mm-hmm. so like i know it's okay but it just like breaks my heart right mm-hmm. i don't want to leave her in there Anyway, so I come home um, and I had to get the kids early because daycare needed to be off early or some shit. So I was kind of happy about that. Like, okay, I can get her out of the kennel as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so I come home and I open the door and all of a sudden Chip comes running out. (gasps) And I'm like, motherfucking Houdini, this dog can do like... Oh, no. She can... I can be sitting right next to her and look down and all of a sudden there's a shoe in her mouth. And I'm like, you are fucking Houdini. Like, how? You didn't even move. She's stealthy, right? Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, my God. She must have got out of the kit. Like, she, maybe How'd Chelsea helped that? her get out. <laughs> Listen, I was going through some things, but every time I come home, I'm like a fucking pack mule. Yeah. I have, like, 500 bags on me. I'm carrying, like, three shoes on one hand and one on the other and they're like hanging off every finger and I got a kid stopping in front of me and I'm like just walk like it's yeah. a disaster yeah. Yeah. every day coming home like, from work I'll hold the door open for you but they just stand in the way and you're like you're very sweet but I'm gonna knock you out with all the shit in my hand yeah but like my backpack's sliding off my shoulder and it's gonna hit you in the dome dude mm-hmm. Exactly. So that was happening and Chip comes running out and I'm like what the fuck how did Chip get out so I set everything down uh, the kids are instantly like, I want YouTube, I want mm-hmm. this, I want Maggie Cheese for dinner, no one wants chicken, and they're screaming and freaking out, and the whole time I'm like, Chelsea must have fucking hit the lockup, I don't know, like they, and she jimmied it out, like, what's going on here? They had to do this shit together. So I eventually go into the bedroom where the kennel is, and I look at the front of the cage, and that shit is still locked on both levers, still fucking locked. So now I'm like, fucking aliens, aliens what? came and scooped her up, or somebody's in my house? 
Like, what? Did my mom come? And I looked at the Ring app and nobody had come to the front door all day. So I'm like, what? Was Is there the- a side entrance? So the only thing I can figure is when I looked on closer inspection, you know how it's a metal crate yeah. or kennel? And you know how they have like the little lips that go over the edge that clamp on to like hold the walls up? You know, because they fold. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can like fold them down so that you can you store she it got away. through that? It's like maybe, is this two inches, three inches? I don't know. It's like two and a half? Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half inches. It's maybe two and a half inches and I have to pull it really hard to Dude, get it to she could have fucking strangled herself. I, that's the only way her body, she's big. Like her body would not fit in there. If she got her head through there, she would have fucking died because it would have just closed on her neck. Well, now I have a new fear. That's the only way I can figure she got out. And it's tough. Like it's tight. And it's because I think when it was set up or maybe she jumped on it enough that it kind of busted the little lip off a little bit so that the lip wasn't clinked like clasped onto the bar. Instead, it was like pushing up against the bar. So then it makes it so that you could stretch it if you tried really hard. But literally, I had to, like, shake and pull to get it to open. That's the only way. Does it way. have a bottom grate? Like, is it a full square? Yeah, it has a bottom. And it has one of those, like, trays that you can pull in and out of the bottom. You know, like, so if they shit themselves, you can pull the tray out and dump the tray and then slide it back in. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the... But there is a bottom grate. Like, yeah. You can't just, like, lift it up. Is there no side entrance? One of those, There's like, no side entrance. Fucking flappy Oops, dappies. I didn't realize that was there. No, it's literally just a kennel. Like, it's your normal standard. It's like what you have for Carl and Hank. It's the exact same one. That's so weird. It's so weird. That's so weird. I checked the baby cameras. Like, maybe I could see what time she came out. Like, if she ran into one of the kids' rooms or something. Nothing. You got to put a camera on her next time you go. (gasps) That's a good idea, because I don't need baby cameras in my older kids' room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Huh. Isn't that fucking weird? It's very weird. So weird. But, okay, so then I went to work on Wednesday, and I was like, girl, I'm just going to leave you out. Like, yeah, I'm glad I did now because I didn't even think about her strangling herself. But, of course, I would have fixed the kennel. But I was just like, you've been through enough shit. Like, you (laughs) do need your ass out of there. You deserve (laughs) this. Even that night, I was like, you don't have to go in the kennel. Like, I left it open if she wants to, but I just let her sleep on the bed and let her run around. And she's been doing really good. Like, she hasn't chewed shit. I mean, she does chew things up. But she hasn't chewed up anything like Important. like another pair of shoes or something. Yeah. But she has chat in the living room like 500 fucking times. Oh, God And it'll it. be like in the morning we get up, let her out. She goes poop outside and then we go take a shower. And by the time you come out, she's pooped again. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And then but like I'm home all day. She yeah. does great. She goes outside. I leave the door open and she'll go outside on her own. Do you leave the door open in the morning? Like when you're yeah. showering? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's chill. No. They're tiny the little poos. What? Is it one of the kids? Oh, <laughs> no. Right now, her Chip's poos are like a little bigger than a cat poop. Yeah. My oh, kids man. have like nice hearty poops, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, unicorn horns. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Wow. Isn't that weird? Hmm. So anyway, I'm pretty sure aliens came in and abducted my dog. I literally was like, maybe I didn't put her in the kennel. Like I convinced <laughs> myself that I did not put her in the kennel until I saw the door shut. And I'm like, I know I put her in there because she was whining when I left and I felt bad. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. weird. That's crazy. Fucking weird. scary. I know. It's really See, scary. Lee wasn't as shocked. He was just like, oh, really? That's weird. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? Oh, really? That's weird. Did she fucking T-1000 it? Did she turn into yeah. a fucking sliver and slide uh, out? What? At any rate. Yep. There it is. That's there my goddamn is. girl. Goddamn. I got Houdini for a dog. You got Houdini'd. I got Houdini'd. Oh, you should change your name to Houdini. Who done it? Who done Chip it? Chip done it. Chip did it. 
That's impressive. I know. And terrifying. Don't leave her in there alone again without the camera being on her so that you can race home if something happens. Yeah, I wonder if it just was like that from the setup. Like we didn't set it up all the way or if she busted it out. Because if she busted it out, that scares me way worser. Way worser. She's very pushy. You know, like Chelsea is very like timid. Like if the door's shutting, she'll back up like, oh, fuck. Watch out. Mm. Not Chip. She's like, you just want to cut my neck off? <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> Got like, him. She just like throws her whole body into it. Yeah. Or like if you're walking, she'll walk right in front of you. If you trip on her, she's just like, oh, here we are. <laughs> Where Chelsea's like, you know, yips and runs away like, oh, shit, I'm in the way. Yeah. Chelsea's like, you touched my paw. I'm going to cry. Yeah. And Chip's like, do you want to put my paw in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You got big dog there. I know. Or she- like if she wants food. Just fucking nuzzle her way right in there. Like if you're like shutting her off at the pass, you know, like yeah. with your arm or something like, nope, get back. She still tries like, uh, 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 I can jump over that shit. <laughs> Try again, motherfucker. Where Chelsea just sits like, oh, OK. Oh, wait. Oh, Chelsea's such a lady. I know she is. OK. Anyway, are you ready for my murder story? I've never been more ready for anything in my life. Good, because I've got one for ya. Hell yeah. Let's okay. hear it. This week on episode 195 of I Said God Damn. God damn. God damn. God damn. I'm going to tell you about Jaswinder Sidhu. So Jaswinder was born in August of 1975 in Maple Ridge, British Columbia. Okay. To a very wealthy family from India. Ooh, wealthy. Mm-hmm. She most often went by Jassy, so I'm going to call her Jassy the rest of the time. Okay. And she had an uncle by the name of Sarjeet, who migrated from Punjab, India, and started a very successful blueberry farm. Okay. Unexpected, huh? Very. Like, I did not think it was going to be a blueberry farm. He was like, I'm going to move to America and start a blueberry farm. Right? How peaceful. It sounds amazing. How quaint. How do I start one? Aren't blueberries very pokey? Like, like blueberry the bushes? bushes? Yeah. I don't think Sorry. so. Not the I've, actual blueberry. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> I've picked blueberries and I don't remember them being particularly pokey, but hmm. maybe. Anyway, not relevant. But Sarjeet moved several of his family members from India to British Columbia. And they all lived on this like compound kind of thing together. So it was like a big ass house with a bunch of rooms and they all worked on the blueberry farm. Yeah, they have a fucking blueberry farm. Of course, it's a big ass house. Yeah, exactly. So he made a shit ton of money and he migrated his whole family over, basically made everybody better off. I guess he also would like send money back home to his family in India. Wow. And he was very well known in the community. In India or in British Columbia? Uh, in both. Oh, wow. Very well known guy. Okay. Okay. He sounds like a peach. <laughs> he sounds like a blueberry. I <laughs> see what you did there. Uh, yeah. So as you can imagine, mm-hmm. Jessie was raised in a very traditional Indian family structure where her wealthy uncle served as the patriarch. Okay. And like they were very religious family. And what the father says or the male figure says goes Mm. and the women kind of just fall in line and do what they're supposed to do. And there's arranged marriages, that kind of thing. That's Mm -hmm. the kind of lifestyle she was living in British Columbia. Okay. question. Mm -hmm. So the uncle was the wealthy one who was in charge. I don't know how it all works. Does the does her dad then fall in line to the uncle? Like, well, I think her dad's not in the picture. Oh. I, there's like no talk of the dad, but mainly she listens to or has to abide by the rules of her uncle. First of all, it sounds like the whole family has to basically abide by the uncle rules because he's the one with the money and he's mm-hmm. the one who owns the land and he's the one providing for the whole family. Mm-hmm. And then also her mother, just because it's her mother. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. Yeah. For purely for. Yep. 
Um, so I guess I was like, so obviously she lives in a very strict household, whatever. But I guess that might not be obvious. Not to me. I don't <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. I I don't. I'm not familiar with their culture or anything. Really. I know. I actually work with a lot of people who have migrated over from India. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm around it all the time. And now I'm like, oh shit. I guess that wouldn't have been obvious. So that was a dumb thing to say. You're like. Obviously, Obviously. you know, standard everything. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What is the standard, please? What's all of that? (laughs) (laughs) My bad. What does this mean? Really should have taken better notes. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of spitballing what I barely know, anybody who actually knows is like, oh, my God, stop. (laughs) So for the record, she grew up in a very strict household for her. And some of her close friends, she would confide in them, like, you know, what's going on in her life. She wasn't allowed to leave the house alone. Like, very rarely was she ever alone. She was always chaperoned by her brother or her uncle, Mm. you know, never could go on dates, literally just went to work and then came home or went to school and came home. Okay. So it was very rare. Like, she wasn't out partying or anything. Yeah. Is this one of those cultures where it's like you're if you go on a date, you have to be chaperoned or like women base or girls basically aren't allowed to do anything. Is it girls or is it children? It's like women. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And you're not even supposed to date. It's all arranged marriages. Not this is very broadly speaking, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like this particular religion or whatever that her family followed was that she was to have an arranged marriage. You listen to what your parents say or what your elders say. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this, it's kind of fucked up in my opinion, but that's just my limited knowledge is kind of like the women are almost a burden because they could bring disgrace to the family. Mm-hmm. And it's the men's job to make sure that the women don't do so. <laughs> so that's why she was like accompanied all the time. I'd be so disgraceful. I'd be so disgraceful. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, only because this is my... This is how I grew up. And they're like, I can follow your dreams. Do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. So then anything outside of that makes me like. Uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable, (laughs) but just like, I don't get it. Why would you do that? Which fucking, of course they would. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously a lot of people. Well, I guess it's not obvious again, but like people don't always follow the strict rules. And then you're kind of like banished from the family. That's crazy. Which with like she's really well off. Like, her uncle is really well off. She's like yeah. a rich gal, you yeah. know? Yeah. She's but like a princess. And she's, she's like a princess. Be... She's like Princess Jasmine. She's got suitors to princess wed. Princess Jessie. Princess Jessie. Aww. Aww. Okay, so now Princess Jessie. She is living her best life under these terms, right? Mm-hmm. And then in 1994, when she was around 19 or 20 years old, she made a trip to India, I'm sure with her family, and she fell in love with a young man by the name of Mitu. Okay. Me Too was actually from her mother's village, mm-hmm. and he was really poor. So mm. not who her family would approve of. So, so she, Aladdin. Yeah, so Aladdin. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Got it. Actually, I'm just telling you the story of Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it so far. <laughs> oh, my God. What was the tiger's name? What was Raja. the tiger's name? Raja. There you go. We just need Raja. Okay. She probably had a pet. Maybe. It was a bangle. For sure. 100%. Raja Sonic. Yeah. (gasps) Sonic's my Raja. Aw. I can show you the world. All right. So now she's in India on a family trip, I'm sure. She falls in love. She does not tell her family because obviously that's a big hush-hush no-no. How do you fall in love? You're always supervised. Maybe by her brother or something. I don't know. Maybe if it's because like... like I'm going to go hang out with this other girl who's not supervised. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe because she was like back home in her mother's hometown, she was like trusted to 
go fuck around for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they about maybe, to find out. Maybe not. Maybe not literally fuck around, but she. Yeah. Might have a little more freedoms. Might have. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm. So over the next few years, Jossie and Me Too, they continue this long distance relationship where she's living in British Columbia and he's living in India. But they keep it under fucking wraps. Nobody knows about this. Years? Years. In the 90s? And they're falling in love. They're handwriting letters and shit. Yeah. What the fuck? And they're falling in love and they're making plans to get married. Uh oh. But like I said, with that poor background and everything, Meet Who is not going to be approved. Suitor. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle is going to be like, hard pass. Mom's going to be like, not in my house. Mm -mm. He could work the blueberry farm. Mm hmm. He's probably a good worker. Yeah, maybe. But I guess also there's another level of this is that because he came from the mother's town, it's usually frowned upon to marry within your same like town. And I don't know if that's because it could technically be like your cousin or some shit. Oh, (laughs) I don't really know that. That's my assumption. But it is typically that you would be matched up with somebody from another town. Interesting. Like if you were to have an arranged marriage, it wouldn't be within your own community. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. Uh, I'm guessing the whole incest thing. I don't really know for sure. Well, yeah, but I mean, if they have that, if that's the culture for fucking generations that you always go from an outside town, then your town should be a mishmash of all fucking different. It should kinds be of okay. Yeah, I don't townies. really know. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know the details, but evidently in that culture, it's frowned upon. All right, interesting. So not only was he poor, but also not from our town. Mm-hmm. So he's a double no-no. Yep, exactly. So. They do this for a couple of years, right? They're planning to marry, but they obviously can't. They're yeah. in different countries. And then Long in 19... 19- pen pals. Yeah, exactly. Then in 1999, Jossie and her family, they go back to India. <gasps> and the purpose was that her uncle had a suitor lined up for her to marry. Uh-oh. Now, this guy that, sh- that her uncle wanted her to marry was a... 60 something year old really rich dude it was I, I think it was like his um business partner or something like that and no. jossie's like in her 20s no yeah so that's not what she's looking for no so while she was there obviously she would sneak away and go spend some time with me too uh-huh. who she really loved and she had an aunt who took pity on them and felt bad that like she was going to get married off to this like 60 year old dude and so she would help Jossie and me too meet up to like hang out and spend time together and the way she would do that is she would crush up sleeping pills into the family's food and then wait till they fell asleep and then would help me too sneak into Jossie's room what the fuck man? <laughs> isn't that crazy Oh, okay, shit. that's a little intense. <laughs> but that's what they had to do. Like she, Yeah, I she, get that. But there's yeah. a certain point where I'd be like, drug my whole family or just be like, listen, you can't. You, you can't, can't come over. Him. You can't yeah. come over. Yeah. Well, they do that and they take it a step further. And oh, in no. March of 1999, while she's visiting, Jossie and Me Too get married in a secret ceremony without what? her family's approval. Uh, uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, family's going to be pissed when they find oh. out like, oh, can't marry six year old dude. You know why? Because I married this guy who you definitely don't approve of. What the fuck? You're going to be so mad. Princess Jassy's about to get fucking cut off. Oh, she about. Yeah, something about to happen. I meant financially. <laughs> you just hold on. Oh, no. Is this going to be an honor killing? Yeah. Just just wait. Just wait. OK. Hmm. So they. Eventually go back to British Columbia, and Jossie's a secretly married woman, 
Oh my God! What? Why they? Okay, I don't know how she got out of the arranged marriage thing, or if she was just like, yeah, totally, eventually. Like I don't yeah. know how they didn't find out sooner that she was married. Maybe that's like the meet cute, whatever. Like, and then I went to India and I met him. And oh, 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 and yeah, then yeah. It's yeah. the after that you're going to get like married. Yeah, there'll be like a whole ceremony the next time, maybe. Yeah. But eventually, her mom and her uncle they find out that she's secretly married. How do they find out? I'm not sure. Maybe they like. Maybe like the aunt told them or maybe she confided in the wrong person and it got out in town. Like her uncle was a very well-known man in the community. Mm -hmm. Well, still is, according to what I know. But like he's still alive. He's not dead. But spoiler alert. But so maybe somebody told him or tipped him off or maybe he had people watching her and saw what she was doing and like noticed that she's calling him all the time or something. I don't Mm. know. Or reading her mail as it goes out. Either way. They find out that she's married and they are fucking pissed. Holy shit. They are so mad. I'd be pretty pissed if my daughter got married without telling me. But also I would probably understand if I was like, you're going to marry this old, old man. Yeah. (laughs) I can't be that mad at you. Oh, I'm so dumb. Literally in my notes, the next bullet says that the way they found out was that somebody from their town back home in India found out about it from Me Too or something like that and Um, then notified the uncle who was very well known. Yeah. So he's out there running his mouth. He's like, you know what? I got married. Got myself a wife. Maybe. Y'all thought I couldn't because I'm poor. But I got myself a bagged a rich wife. I, yeah. Oh, and also, again, I wrote all of this in here. So I'll probably have to read it fucking again. But I guess she was sending him money too. Like, so he was probably popping up with some new shit all the time. Like, hey, hey, me too. Nice outfit. Where'd you get that car? Or whatever. Yeah. So she was sending him money. Oh, no. Oh, no. Girl, you're going about this in a really strange way. Oh, it's not going to be good. Okay. So they find out they're mad, right? Her mom and her uncle try to get her to file for divorce. And they're like, if you just file for divorce, we're going to get you a brand new car. We're going to buy you all these materialistic things. All you got to do is just file for divorce. But Jossie is like, no, I'm madly in love with me too. I am not going to file for divorce. You can all fuck off. Like, I don't want to marry that old guy for money. I want to marry for love. Oh, man, this is heartbreaking. Oh, it's so sad. And so when that didn't work out, her family tried smacking her around a bunch to scare her into getting a divorce. Yeah. They literally would beat her up and she's still was like, nope, not going to do it. At one point, her family even tricked her into signing some paperwork under the guise of like this paperwork was going to help me to get into the U.S. Like all of a sudden they're chill with him. I guess. I mean, I'm sure they like went about it a little more slick. But really, the paperwork was a statement saying that Jossie was claiming that Meet Who had raped her. Oh, no. Yeah. And like had attacked her and all this other shit. What the fuck? Uh-huh. And when she found out, she went to the Indian police or wherever it was filed at and was like, hey, BT dubs. I didn't mean to file that. Like, I thought this was something totally different. He's never raped me. Like, I love him. We're madly in love. My family's crazy. And so they like dropped the charges. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. How- Girl, sign shit you're reading. Nope. <laughs> I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> Read shit you're signing. There you go. <laughs> Read shit you're signing. Ugh. Yeah, but I'm sure she's in a very controlling environment. Her mom's probably like, just sign this. And she's like, what is it? And I'm like, yeah, it's this. And yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Shit. I might sign slowly, though. Like, skim it. And at the top where it's like, how to get me too into the U.S. Or if it's like. And then rape, rape. Yeah. <laughs> Please file charges against. 
You're like, these words are not the right ones I would expect to see on this paperwork. I've picked up some key points here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so so when all of these little tricks don't work, the family decides to up the ante and they decide the next best thing is to kidnap Jossie and lock her into a room in the family home and refuse to let her out. They literally held her prisoner in the compound. Okay. So, like I said, Jossie had confided in her friends, like her lifestyle, right? Like her very strict family and all of the rules she had to abide by. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure who, but I'm guessing like maybe one of her friends or someone helped her notify the police that she was being held captive in the compound. So the Canadian Mounted Police came in and they bang on the door and they're like, yo, we want to talk to Jossie. And her family agree to let them talk to her. And they escort Jossie off of the property. And so she's no longer being held prisoner by her own family. Okay. She immediately borrows some money from a friend and gets a plane ticket to India and flies back to go live with me, too. What the fuck? So she's like, I'm cutting all ties with my family. They're crazy. They just try to kidnap me I'm in my here. own home. This isn't worth it. I want to go be with my husband. Like, I would I'll like to point out. Yeah. Half the time we've said U.S. here. Uh-huh. That's British Columbia. Oh, did I say U.S.? Yeah. I did? You have, I have. That's not, that's not the U.S. That's, that's Canada. That's Canada. <laughs> that's weird. Sorry about that. My bad. I feel like it's always my cases. I say the wrong place and then I'll always get hate mail and it'll be like. It's actually pronounced Utah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or whatever. Okay, and I'm like. Sorry. Oh my God. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Oh shit. I hadn't even noticed we've been doing that. That's yeah. what we get for like recording so late at night. I know. Right. And for also like starting research on 500 different episodes before you pick this one, you know, mm-hmm. like or cases. Yes. And then you're like, okay, I can't remember if that was this case or this one. Well, and in my world, there's only like two countries that exist. The ones that we're talking about and the US. Yeah. Like they're <laughs> always between that. Yeah. 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 So then it's like, oh. They went from here to there. And I'm like, oh, obviously, they moved to the U.S. Oh, shit. My bad. Sorry, so, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, here, I'll say the word Canada and you can splice it in everywhere. Totally. Canada. Now say it like Canada. 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 Can- Canada. Canada. Can- Canada. Okay. That's probably Canada. I'm not slicing anything in. I know you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm fully aware that you're not going to actually do that. Oh, no, I'm not doing that much work. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we only said it like once each. <laughs> I think it was, probably. But nobody will know. Anyway. Okay, so now she is back in India living with Me Too. Okay. Different lifestyle, I'm assuming. Different lifestyle, but she's happy she's in love. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even living in India for a month when on June 8th at around 8 or 9 p.m., her and Meet Who were driving down the road on a scooter and cute i know and they were on their way to go stay the night at his uncle's house when they were stopped mm-hmm. and four men stopped them Uh-oh. and proceeded to kidnap them both and violently beat me too and they left him for dead like on the side of the road somewhere oh my god and side note it took him like weeks to regain consciousness but he lives holy shit Right. Like they really they literally thought that they had killed him and just left him and they took Jossie. They're like, <gasps> you're mine. And so the four men, they kidnap Jossie and they take her to an abandoned farmhouse nearby. And the plan was that they were to kill Me Too mm-hmm. and then bring Jossie back to Canada to be with her family. Oh my God. OK, so like her family put a hit out on this guy. Exactly. Holy shit. While at the farmhouse, the hitman called Jossie's mother in Canada, and Jossie told her mother that she was going to report her mother 
for the crimes that she just committed to yeah. the police because she thinks Meat Who's dead. Like, yeah. I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. When Jossie's mother hears this, she immediately orders the hitman to kill her daughter. Isn't that fucking crazy? What the fuck? She's like thousands of miles away in a totally different country. And just because her daughter is threatening to like call the police on her because she just put a hit out on her husband. Well, and she just watched her husband die. Die. Get the shit beat out of him. Yeah. And her mom's like, okay, kill her. Oh, you're not happy that I just took you away from this life that you thought you were going to live and now you're with four fucking hitmen in a farmhouse somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're not happy. You're a little upset with me and you yeah. said that you're going to call the police. Well, fuck you then. Oh my God. What the fuck, That's man? crazy, right? Okay, so... Do they do it? So they tie her to a chair no, where no, they no, proceed no, no. to beat and torture her Why? until they slit her throat <gasps> and let her bleed out. The killers then dumped her body in a nearby irrigation canal where she would be found the following day. Now, it was kind of weird. I'm assuming this canal had water, but like I saw a picture and it looked like it was a bunch of like brush. And it could I be think like a it, wash. Maybe, you know? but it, I think it said like her body was like 25 miles away from some town, but I couldn't figure out if that town was where she was murdered or like if she had traveled downstream or if it was just like happened, if it was just a marker of like where she was found, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, my God, that's so sad. Why did they torture her? There's no reason for that. I don't know. Uh, Like ordered to? I'm not sure. From a mom? I don't know, man. But yes, this is an honor killing because she is like disobeying her family. What the fuck, man? How terrifying is it? Like your parents are the ones and like your family's supposed to keep you safe. My mom constantly threatened. You well, know? yeah, I brought you into this world. I could take you out, but like, exactly. I never actually empty threats, mom. Empty life. threats. Yeah, <laughs> empty threats. I know you're not going to tie me to a chair in a farmhouse and slit my throat, or hire anyone else to do it, I or hire like, someone to kill my fucking boyfriend. Yeah, right. Slash husband. I feel like I'm the kind of mom that would probably yell those things out like a threat, but in a joking manner. You know, like I will slit your throat and watch the blood drain down your body, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I mean mm-hmm. it as a joke. You know, like in a loving way. <sighs> Oh, my God, I was kidding. I didn't mean for you to slit her throat. (laughs) It's just like a cute way for me to tell you to get your shit together. It's a cute way for me to warn you (laughs) that that I I might slit your throat and let the blood rain down your body. (laughs) Lose my shit. Oh, my God. Okay, no, but her mom was serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, well... Jesus. Obviously. So when the police in India launched an investigation, they easily discovered the killers. Like they found the four men responsible for killing her. And they found that they were actually hitmen who had been hired by Jossie's mother and uncle in Canada for an honor killing since Jossie was disobeying her family's wishes. Oh, my God. Evidence. And then the police were like, cool, valid reason. Cool. Got it. Actually, no. You know what's crazy in this is that the police in India actually do way more for this investigation than the police in Canada do. Really? So evidence showed that the uncle and the mother had been in constant contact with one of the hitmen the whole time. Like, I think the actual guy that killed Jossie, mm-hmm. the whole time that Jossie was in India, they had been in constant contact, like several times a day. I think it was like 169 phone calls. That was a very specific number, but it was like 160 or something like a hundred over 100 phone calls with this guy in a month span in less than a month span. Jesus. Yeah. And there were several phone calls. Again, I want to say it was like in the 20s, 30s, 40s or something on the day that she died. And then they just stop. So like, Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. Like we're on to you. 
what could have possibly happened. The problem was that the crime happened in India and her uncle and mother lived in Canada. And according to the Canadian Mounted Police, they had no jurisdiction over the crime. So they were not opening an investigation. They're like, sucks to suck. Exactly. Figure it out. Exactly. Well, the hitmen in India, they were arrested and tried and given life for murder or whatever. Like they. Wow. Yeah. India was actually like, nah, you can't fucking do that shit. And they got in trouble and they were put in prison. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the hitmen. Yes. Were. Okay. Yes. And India made a case to extradite Jossie's mom and uncle to face their punishment because they're like, you can't fucking do that. Yeah. Well, Canada's extradition laws protected them from immediately being sent back to India because Canada was like, hey, India has a very corrupt judicial system. So like you can't just ask for anybody to extradite and we'll do it like we need to look into this. We have to launch an investigation. And yet we're not going to because that shit didn't happen on our soil. Well, because of this, I guess there is also like a clause somewhere in the Canadian law that's like, hey, you can't hire a hitman from our country into another country. Like we will open an investigation for that. And so after some digging, I guess the mounted police were like, I guess we'll open an investigation. (laughs) We should check this out. And I think also because they're trying to extradite them and forced them to open an investigation. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, wait. And they're like, I suppose. I thought you meant something different. Totally different. We're killed. Exactly. So they open the investigation, and that shit doesn't go anywhere for like 11 years. Just spoiler alert Canada's just like, we're on it. This is going to be hard. We're looking. We're going to have to get all the way to India. That's pretty far. That's a lot of work. It's a lot. Eleven of work. years, and anytime anybody would ask, like, "Hey, what's going on?" They would reply. Canada would reply with, "Like, oh, we can't talk about it. It's an active investigation." And people are like, "Okay, but it's like eleven years, and that's all you're saying. Like, nothing is happening. Maybe you should give us some more information." Yeah. Meanwhile, during this time, Jossie's mom and uncle were living in British Columbia, free as can be, and her uncle remained a very respectful elder in the community. Oh my God. Right? Walking around a free man, dude. Now, the whole time, Me Too is living back in India, and he's heartbroken, like his the love of his life just died. And the people who attempted to murder you and did murder your wife uh-huh. are just chilling out. Exactly. Fucking rich well, as can be. her killers were actually in prison, but like— Doesn't matter. Yeah, but like the ones who— or, like. Yeah, the ones who orchestrated it, the Mm -hmm. ones who made the entire thing happen, because those killers wouldn't have killed them. Exactly, if it weren't for yeah them for his her aunt or her uncle and mom. Exactly. God. So he's like, uh, I'm not letting them get away with this. Like I'm fighting for justice. He's all about getting justice for his wife's killer. Mm -hmm. Wow. So obviously this is a problem for the uncle and the mom, right? They're like, meet who needs to stop talking, and so don't. They pay a girl to file a false police report saying that Meet Who had raped her and he was sent to prison immediately because I guess Indian law is that you go to prison for any rape charges and you can't get out on bail until you're proven innocent. What the fuck? So it's a great way for him, one, to not be able to publicly speak about what's going on. And also the trial for the hitman was like going on. And he was testifying in the trial saying like what he experienced and what he remembered. And that was a problem because he's going to help implicate them as the ones who hired the hitman. And so he's part of this active fucking thing. And they're like, yep, 
lock them away on yep. these charges that may or may not have happened. Yep. And they did. It worked. It worked. A Jassy's great way to silence mom him. And uncle are fucking intense. Ruthless. Yeah. So Meet Who sat in prison for four years until the young woman who filed the police or filed the charges admitted that she was paid a substantial amount of money from Jossie's uncle to make those false claims. <gasps> and so then he was let out. Oh my God. Four, four years. years of his life in prison. Meanwhile, back in Canada. What there, the fuck? I know. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. Hey. This gets so fucking crazy. Okay, so meanwhile, back in Canada, there were whispers going around town that Ew. the hitman that had actually murdered Jossie, the one that was the, like, you know, friend of the uncle, mm-hmm. he was seen around town in British Columbia. Like, where where Jossie's family lived, there were sightings of him. He's supposed to be in prison in India. And people are like, oh, we see him here. What? So it turns out that Jossie's uncle had helped pay off someone to have him released from prison in India, helped him buy a fake passport, and flew him to Canada to live with him on his compound. What the fuck? Yeah. And then helped him set up a whole life in Canada. And he was just living as a free man. Totally abated all responsibility. Is this one of those prisons where they're like, we don't actually know who's here or not? (laughs) It might be. I don't really know. And sometimes when the fire water main breaks, they have a pool day and they just flood the whole place. And like, (laughs) there's not really cells, but you can sleep in a separate area. Yeah. I call that corner. (laughs) Is this one of those prisons? I don't know. I'm proud. Because like, how? Who's? How do you not know? Like fucking number five eighty nine is gone. Well, it's not like he escaped. It's like he got written off. Yeah, 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 like he got written out. Like he was released. They fudged some paperwork to get him out. They paid someone off. I'm shocked and appalled. I know he was actually even able to file for permanent residency in Canada. Also, the mom is chill with living with a dude who fucking murdered her daughter. Like, yep. I get that she technically murdered her daughter because, like, she paid for it. And yeah. she, uh, I don't know, called the hit or whatever. But, like. What the fuck? Bro, you're living with a murderer. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, somebody who slit your daughter's throat. Like, how do you not have any ties to that? How do you not have empathy? I don't know. I have no idea. What the fuck? Okay, but like I said, so uh, the hitman, he actually lies, obviously, on his paperwork what? to like file for Not hitman. Yeah. To file not for hitman number one. <laughs> yeah. He seems so trustworthy. I did not write anyone's name down. <laughs> it's like, fuck him. It's like extras in a movie. Yeah, fuck hitman this guy. Number one. Fuck this guy in particular. I told myself I was going to go back and put in all their names. And I was like, you know what? They don't fucking deserve their names. No, fuck those guys. Fuck them. Anyway, so he lies and says that he doesn't have a criminal history. And that's how he's able to get permanent residency in Canada. So he's living his best life legally and everything. You don't according have to, to paperwork. prove that. You're just like, no. Uh, no. no I'm, I didn't I'm going to check that. the no box. If, um, if yes, please explain. <laughs> no. <laughs> if yes, which websites? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not going to get me twice. (laughs) It wasn't until 2019 that the Canadian courts finally decided that Jossie's aunt and uncle should be extradited back to India to face punishments for their crimes. 2019. This happened in 1994. I was just going to ask you to repeat that year. 2019. Isn't that crazy? Mother fuck. So from what I can tell, the trial for Jossie's mother and uncle is still ongoing. And from what I read, it says that it could go on for like five to seven years or some shit like that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because unless you rape someone. 
then we're gonna investigate. Then you're fine. Well, and like I said, they're they're loaded with money, so I'm sure they like paid their bail on, yeah. and they're just living in their town in India. They just can't come back to Canada until they're like proven innocent or whatever it is. So imagine their neighbors, like in Canada, when they're like, "Hey, Barbara," or you know, whatever Jossie's mom's name is, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> like, do yeah. they have relationships there? Well, they probably. Okay, that you so know, I don't really know this for sure, but I'm sure it's like a n- natural thing in their culture. They're like, oh, it was an honor killing. Like you had to do what you had to do. No, I get that. Okay. I get that. But like, I don't know, the lady that you see at the grocery store every day, and you're like, I'm so sorry that your daughter died. I uh, know they're probably just like, I'm really sorry you had to go through that. She should have listened. The people in Canada. Oh my bad. The people in Canada. I should really should... listen to what you're saying when you're talking to me. <laughs> it would help. <laughs> I should practice that more in my life. I'm thinking of the people in Canada where it's like, hey, Marge, I would love to buy some blueberries from you, from your blueberry compound. And they come out because they always buy blueberries from the blueberry compound. Uh And then they're like, hey, where's Jassie been at for a minute now? And they're like, oh, she died. And you're like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. And then you see on the news that Jassie was fucking murdered. Murdered. And there's a hit. Like, that's on the news. Yeah. I would look that shit up. Well, I don't know if it was on, like, the news here in Canada that I don't live in. <laughs> See, I almost did it again. Here in America light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Or maybe they just didn't talk to people. <sighs> you can't be well known around your community and well established in your community if you don't talk to people. He talks to people. They talk Yeah, to but people. what I'm saying is like if you're in their community, they're talking to other like-minded people, right? Like other people that migrated from India. So they probably think it's a natural, normal thing to occur. You think only Indian people buy fucking blueberries from a blueberry compound? No, 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 no. I'm just saying they'll probably understand the cultural reason why she did what she did. Not that I'm saying it's okay. I understand it as well, but I would still give fucking side eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure people talk shit about her all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's all I mean. It's like, or, imagine those people that have to live with them or live near them or buy their fucking blueberries or something and be like, I have to buy those fucking blueberries. They are the best in town. Like, <laughs> I am not... I'm not buying the blueberries. I've tried going with Kroger's. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I I'm don't stand by their a values. More to get it from the blueberry compound. <laughs> we probably eat their blueberries. No, I'm sure. Do you think they're O'Driscolls? Do you know blueberry brands? O'Driscolls, <laughs> like Doyle Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Those goddamn O'Driscolls. They eat bananas, bitch. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, that was dumb. All right. Anyway. Is milk? Yeah, I'm sure they're all talking shit. But then, like, the hardcore, you know, people are like, she had to do what she had to do. No, I, uh, yeah, Jesus. Listen, I'm speculating wildly, too. I don't even fucking know if it's common anymore. It seems pretty fucking old rule, you know? Like, I feel like everybody, especially in Canada, come on. Yeah. Meanwhile, Meet Who continues to fight for justice for his slain wife, and he's, continuing to testify in the active trial side note i read somewhere that some people suspect that meet who was using jossie for her money and like a ticket to get out of india and didn't actually really love her fine and she was like madly in love with him that makes me more sad for her yeah because she died for him yeah no it's a shitty thing to do but also Fine. Yeah, still don't yeah. Like to you die. can't. Yeah, yeah. You still for sure shouldn't get the ever loving fucking life kicked out of you. Yeah, beaten out of you, and then have the person that you're 
even if it's just your cash cow, have that person be murdered. Like, I don't know, man. You can't do that. You can't For do that. For sure. And but also, also, that could be a lie. That could that be like could be people a lie. twisting shit. Because also, he stood by it and he's testifying. Like, you think he'd be like, mm, I'm going to dip out now. Yeah, like, I'm just going to back out casually mm-hmm. from this one. <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and slink away. Mm-hmm. So a reporter close to the case suspects that the mother and uncle are actually going to walk free. No. Because some of the alleged hitmen were freed later on because it was determined that the phone that was used to contact the hitman from Canada had a few people who could have potentially picked it up. So there's no way to definitively prove that it was them receiving the phone call from the aunt and uncle from Canada. It was just someone in the compound. Well, this is back at India. So they're saying like, oh, yeah, you called this residence, but two people live here. So how do I know if you are calling Oh, you know, who, hitman number who, one or, or hitman Sasha, his yeah, wife. Exactly. So there's no way to definitively prove. So they were released from prison because of that flaw in the evidence. And so. Oh, the hitmen were. Yeah. OK. The okay, hitman okay, were. Okay. And so the whole theory is here that there's not a lot of hope that Jossie's mom and uncle are actually going to be charged with anything because it could go the other way. They lived on a compound with a bunch of people. Like, how are you going to prove who was actually on the phone call unless somebody steps up and admits to shit? But nobody's doing that. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's just all a fucking coincidence. They're all just keeping their mouth shut, you know, like loose lips sink ships. They really do. (laughs) Wow. What the fuck, man? Right? Oh, I hope they don't go free. They've already been free. Like they lived a whole ass other life in fucking 11 years. Oh, yeah. They lived half of her life. The only punishment they have faced so far is that they have to live in India, their hometown. Where they are rich have a as family. fuck. Yeah. They're rich as fuck. They're rich as fuck. And they have their whole family back at the blueberry farm, probably sending the money nonstop. Oh, those bitches back at the blueberry farm. <sighs> Isn't that crazy? God damn, that sucks. So check where your blueberries come from, peeps. Yeah. You know? Fits O'Doyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look up the actual blueberry farm. Well, I'm going to look it up because now I'm only going to eat ethically sourced blueberries. Well, I'm pretty sure the blueberries are sourced ethically. Maybe not. No, I don't not. know. Those if blueberries have been sourced by someone all over them. who's not ethical. Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. So if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to ISGDpodcast.com. And while you're there, click on our Patreon and join us for as little as a dollar. You can get one extra episode every month. And there's tiers. There's other dollars that you could pay and get more things, which is awesome. So you should do that. That is awesome. And I really need to put the stickers on. I did not forget. Okay. Love it. Don't worry. I have to update the website. I have not forgotten. Good. All the things. All the things, guys. We've got this. We've got this. Also, um, you should join us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and TikTok. Our Mm -hmm. handle is at ISGD Podcast. You can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to snail mail us, you could do so at PO Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Mm -mm. And that is all, folks. Bye. Until next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs)